As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me a dear teacher, a dear friend, somebody who disarmed me from the moment we met in the Omega faculty cafeteria. Her name is Nancy Arany, and she is the author of Writing from the Heart, subtitle Finding the Power of Your Inner Voice, published by Hyperion. She's my writing teacher. I had the great good fortune of going to Martha's Vineyard and sitting in her porched walled off porch with several other luminaries and learning how to celebrate each other's writing in your company. Nancy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm honored. You wrote a monthly column in the McCall's magazine. You were a recipient of the Eye of the Beholder Artist in Residence Award at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. You've been recognized for excellence in teaching for all three years that you taught at Harvard with Robert Coles, badass. And finally, you are the founder of the Chillmark Writing Workshop on Martha's Vineyard. That's where I studied with you. And you teach a class called Jumpstart Your Memoir, Writing from the Heart at Esalen, Kripalu, Blue Spirit in Costa Rica. And your column, which is my very favorite ever, I read every one, is called From the Heart. Your upcoming book is so exciting. I cannot wait to hear about this memoir as medicine. It's coming out the spring of next year. So that's exciting too. I want to start by saying what a joy it was to meet you in the Omega faculty lounge and how inspiring doesn't quite do it. How bursting with light maybe comes closer to it the description I would use of you and your husband, how you had an impact on me that day. You disarmed me. You created an instant bond. And I know that you do that with other people because Scott Schwenk just came back <laughs> from Omega. And he's a really good friend of mine. He was like, I met this woman in the faculty cafeteria. I was like, Nancy, she's, he's about to say Nancy, Nancy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's but great. I want what I want to know to open us up is what is that? What caused that in you? What what creates that that level of comfort within yourself that you can instantly make connections with people and make them feel like family? Oh boy, you're making me think about myself. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe all those early years of not fitting in gave me a gift because it was stop trying, you know, they're, they're just are not going to be a normal person like those people that you thought were all the normal people. 
And so why don't you take a chance and just be who you are and maybe you won't have 300 friends, you'll have three. I don't think that was conscious, but I think that what happens when you, when you give up and you don't have to put on this thing that, you know, here's why you should love me. Um, it, it organically will attract, you know, it's just authenticity. It's somebody who's real. And I found that I started to fall in love with people who were real. And then I also found that everybody was real underneath the layers where they didn't think they should be real. So I think it was a process and, but I always instantly have fallen in love with people that felt, I was going to say safe. And I think safety, you don't emit safety if you're worried about people finding you out. Mm. So I think the, the, the more authentic the human, the more I was drawn and I saw it. I think you have to see a couple of models for it too. Right. And you mentioned also uh, that you had a great deal of sorrow and that sorrow yields ecstasy. And I want to explore this because I know my listener has experienced great sorrow. And I want my listener to understand what exactly that means. What is that movement from sorrow to ecstasy and how does that work? I don't know. I just sometimes get a, a voice or a message that says if you're, you, they call it a reward, they. See, I don't even know who the they is, but it's like you'll be rewarded if you're, if you're willing to feel this. And this is going to feel bad. This is going to be really, really horrible and hard. But do you realize how much energy you have used trying to not feel that hard? So I, I mean, I'm just articulating stuff that has sort of been intuitive, but I, I've learned over the years that everybody has, uh, everybody has a broken heart. Everybody has had huge wounds. And um, depending on the, the, the way people have nourished you, you have a degree of having healed those or buried them really, really deeply. And uh, so I think I've buried my share, uh, you know, sort of actually this is so interesting that we're talking today because I just this morning realized that my heart has been closed and that I had to wake up and that it's really hard work when you, you don't, you're not consciously closing your heart, but you notice that, uh, you haven't made time for a good sob and I've had headaches and I've had like this indigestion thing for about five days. And I, you know, I took, uh, uh, ginger and I, you know, meditated harder and I, <laughs> and it had, it, it was definitely, I, I had a good cry for myself this morning and I'm, I just know I'm going to feel great. And that the headache, I said, Oh, I must be allergic to ragweed. That's what everybody's talking about. Oh, you must have an allergy. No, it was, the allergy was plugged up sorrow. I'm sure. I mean, call me tomorrow. I might have the allergy again, but <laughs> But right now I feel really, really good. And I feel as if I had been running away from a very good friend just died, shocked the community. My sister died December 2nd. And I don't think I've really given that the right amount of grief. I think I'm doing it in spurts, which is okay. Do what you do. But um, I, I just got a very clear message this morning that I've been um, detached from my heart. Right. That now, now the way back, I was even thinking about the phone. 
of getting rid of the phone somehow. The addiction is incredible. I, I'm, I'm blown away. I, I was so not into it in the beginning. And now I'm just like a 14-year-old girl. Hmm. I love it. And it's, I think you pick it up when you, instead of sobbing, you pick up the phone. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I hear the resignation. Now I super know what you're talking about. I think my listener does too. And, you know, we're probably all kind of shaking our heads yes and acknowledgement, but, you know, there's a level of necessity. First of all, this is how we connect now. Yeah. And there's also this very interesting pivot point, I feel. We're at that inflection point right now where I have had to designate times during the day where this is fine for me to go in, post something, check on something, do whatever, and then get out. So you've made a, a, a schedule. You've scheduled it. 10 minutes, three times a day. Wow. Oh, now see, maybe this is very good that you're saying this. So uh, the, are the 10 minutes pre-designated? Do you, it's three, three twenty? Roughly. It's, it's, it's morning, noon and night. Okay. So it doesn't matter which 10 minutes, but one. Okay. Yeah. And I, what I find most interesting is I now spend the time responding to messages or deleting or, you know, I don't really mess around and just scroll and look at random things as they pop up. So you're just responding to your life relevance. Exactly. You're not lost in images. Correct. Because that, it can really take a lot of time. And what I found, there was a day recently where uh, all the social media uh, yes, sites I were absolutely down. absolutely went to Facebook. I bet you nine times and each time it said error, it didn't stop me. Unbe- that's what. That's how I found out that I was addicted. It was divine. See, divine. Because I, what I realized is that this is an absolute blessing to be able to have this forum through which we can communicate with so many people. We cannot take it for granted, and we cannot overuse it. Well, that's it. Balance. There's your. There's your big word. Balance. Yeah. How do you do both? Exactly. Well, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, the, the, the blog writing from the heart. I absolutely love it. If you go to MV, our listener, if you go to Amazon, Mary, V is in Victor times.com, you will find Nancy's blog there. Just put her name into the search field, Nancy, A-R-O-I-N-E. So you're calling it a blog, but I think it's a column. Is that the same thing? That's what I mean. Okay. Cause I was thinking that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not even in the right. Okay. So it's really a column. Yeah. No, it's a column. Uh, you know, it's just a word that we use. The word blog was very hard for me right from the beginning. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear why. I don't know why. It just felt like, it just didn't feel like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a snobby thing. Like, well, anyone can blog. I don't oh, know. I see. No, but you have a proper column in the Martha Vineyard Times. Yes, I have a proper column. Okay, that's fair. You know what? Let's call it a column. But I take away my snobby thing because I think blogging is one of the things I want everybody in the workshop to be motivated to do. So I've just canceled out my snobbery. Well done. And guess what? The reason why you want everybody to do that, to keep writing, is because if you don't write your voice will not come out, period, the end. I learned that more than ever through you. Some of my best writing happened 
when I was sitting with you and sitting with the folks in that, in that community. And since then I am a changed writer. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you. I'm not kidding. Thank you for telling me not thank you because I did it to you. I hear you and I know you and I see you and I know that you're not taking credit, but you, you gently can. Your, your July 7th, uh, 2021 was just, it just slayed me. What was it? It was the one line, but the, here's how you opened it. Here's how she opened it for our listener. You're going to fall over. This piece isn't about the fact that my first affair was with a girl, although that is a fact. It's about how one spoken line, a few words can change a life, a mood, an entire situation. How about that as an opening line? Like that is just, if I'm not going to be reading this, I have lost my marbles completely. It's such a great opening. You go on to say, in the 60s, my sister and I met a guy who had started something called reality therapy. And the the questions you ask yourself before speaking are, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? We fell in love with the concept and maybe with the guy too. Many years later, when my son Dan started to lose his ability to hold a fork, to do his own insulin shot, and then started falling after taking only a few steps, screaming obscenities. I didn't ask those questions. I did. I said the exact worst thing anyone could say. I said, quote, I know how you feel, unquote. It wasn't true. It wasn't necessary. And I learned by his reaction, it wasn't kind. He was 22, been diagnosed with MS, and I was telling him, I know how you feel. Of course, I didn't know how he felt, but what I meant straight from my breaking heart was, I know how hard this must be. But even those words weren't accurate. I knew nothing of what he was going through. I only knew how hard it was for me. I learned after a bit of time and a little shrinkage, the best thing, the only thing to have said was, I can't even imagine what this is like for you. I. I feel like this points to Dan has passed. Let's just fill in my listener. First of all, Dan has passed. And I I want you, I'm going to include this particular column in the show notes so that you can read the whole thing for our listener. Dan has passed. He passed peacefully. I think it was five years ago. 11. 11 years ago. My God. Yeah. Oh my God. It feels like. Wise when you're depressed. No, I'm just kidding. No, it feels more recent. Yeah. Gosh. And first of all, how are you doing before I go fabulous, on? Fabulous. He, you know, I was reading uh, Carolyn Mace's uh, Anatomy of the Spirit when he got diagnosed. And I was reading the chapter called Sacred Contracts when he got diagnosed. He called me from Denver. And I had finished the chapter. And of course, you know, the part of me that the mom, fell to the ground. But the, the, the student of, of, uh, spiritual hard heart work said, wow, that's what this, that's why he's been such an asshole. That's why we've had such a hard time together. Now I get it. There is, this isn't random. I'm not a victim. He's not a victim. This is the work we came here to do. Whoa, beautiful. Oh, my poor heart. So I, 
I had purpose in the whole 16 years that he was sick and it, it, it didn't take the pain away, but it gave the pain meaning. Mm. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, how could this have happened? It was, this happened because he and I both signed up. This is, this is how she put it. And I, you know, I, I think I even might've had her tape with her saying stuff like this, but she says, okay, you're in your cloud with your angel and your angel says to you, okay, Nance, what do you want to learn in your next lifetime? And I said, I would like to learn to not be a control freak. I have been a control freak for billions of lifetimes. I am so fucking sick of it. And she said, good. And she said, Dan, what do you want to learn in your next lifetime? And he said, oh, I have been a victim for billions of lifetimes and I'm so tired and I don't want to be a victim. And our angel puts her hands together like, ooh, have I got a lifetime for you guys. So one of you is going to be the kid and you're going to get not one disease, but two diseases. And the kid, I have to say, is going to have a, a tougher choice, a, a time of it. And the mom, the mom's going to have a tough time too. But I would say that the, the, the kid's going to have a harder time. So who wants to do what? And Dan said, I'll be the kid. And I said, phew. And then the angel kicked us out of our cloud. And as we're tumbling to earth, to our next incarnation, she goes, oh, and you're not going to remember any of this. When I read that chapter, it was as if it wasn't like an electrifying, you know, the clouds didn't part, but it was familiar. It was, it was understandable. It felt like, oh, oh, oh. That's what we're doing. That's what, this is a sacred contract. I wanted to let go of being a control freak and he wanted to let go. And that's what we're doing here. And it is what we did. And it, it, it took 16 years. And uh, what I learned in the end of our time together was when I would go to see him and I was strongly entrenched in my role of mother, my mother role, my mother role of a sick kid role, then he would be entrenched in his sick kid role. So he would be the victim and I would be, oh my God, I can't fix this. How can I fix this? What should I get? Goji berries. I'll get goji berries. Oh, I'll get rolfing. I'll get him to get rolfing. Oh, I'll bring in, uh, I'll, I'll get a sheepskin thing for him to sleep on. I mean, put, let's put a rock under the bed because I understand that's good for um, urology. Unbelievable what I did to fix and control. And by the end, we really... It, there were moments where we would look at each other and it felt like light was coming out of his eyes and mine that we knew what we were doing here. It was very brief, but enough for me to know I'm not nuts. So it was a sacred contract. So how am I doing? He died at exactly the right time. He died when, I, when we got this, when we figured it out. He died when we were young because for the last 11 years, we've been having such a great time. I know he, I know that he, it was a gift, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an accident. He just said, I'm done. Your turn. Go ahead. Go have, go have some freedom now. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's been like. So we got a Miata convertible and we get stoned and we get into the Miata convertible and we drive to Gayhead and we sing, um, all kinds. And we thank him. Yes. Oh, I'm weeping. (laughs) Wow. He's around. I can feel him in your house for sure. Definitely. Yeah. 
It's such a beautiful lesson for all, any mother listening, really. Like you actually can't control. It reminds me, it affirms a few things that I've come to realize recently. My son just turned 15, six feet tall. Wow. Unbelievable. Was he there? Did you meet him when we were together at Omega? I don't think so. I don't. I can't remember. You'll no, have- I think I think I was there with um, Allie and with Varid, actually. And I don't think he was with us that time. You don't have to send me a picture. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I'm totally going to text you as soon as it's over. Because the other day he went to school and there was a, something called Spirit Week. And he, he needed something yellow. He came into my closet and he was like, Mom, I need something yellow. I'm like, I do not have a yellow anything. <laughs> and I looked over and I just realized that very recently, my my greatest fashion obsession is a woman by the name of Inez de la Fressange. She's a French designer, celebrated uh, Parisian designer. And I've known of her for many, many years and back 30 years. And when I was graduating from college, I did a whole project on her. And recently I came to understand that she's doing a collaboration with Uniqlo and she made this yellow corduroy suit, which I bought. I have no occasion to wear. I'm not even kidding. And I look over, recall, I haven't worn it yet. And I said, oh, well, there is this (laughs) yellow suit and the pants are actually very long on me and it might even work. Oh, you mean he had to wear whatever it was? He He had to wear something yellow to school. So I put the suit on him and he's still kind of, he's in between like, he's like a beanpole still. So he's, but he's getting strong. And I put the suit on him and the kid looked like a million bucks. Oh, do you take a picture? Of course. I'll send it to you. I can't post it. I cannot post it publicly, but I can send it to you. You will die. You will die. Anyway, but it, but it affirms to me what I am coming to understand, which is I actually have no control I can have great boundaries and a few rules in place for how I want things to go in my house. But the less I control in our relationship, the better. Yeah, definitely. Ask questions. That's the one thing I didn't do. Tell me more. Just ask questions. So what if you were going to cook a meal um, and all the ingredients were there, what would you want to make? You know, neutral questions, nothing personal. Neutral questions. Find out who he is, you know. If you if you if you saw somebody in the grocery store peeing, would you help or would you run away and pretend you hadn't seen it? What would you do? I mean it's and then you have a conversation. So then it's people talking, not the mother in charge. Taking that in charge thing out is, you know, they'll let you in. Mm, mm. They'll they'll say, This is who I am, as opposed to this is who you want me to be, right? Because that's what I did. I said, this is who I want you to be in the world. And this is who I want you to be. I said to my kid, I mean, one of the things Dan taught me was my big thing was what I would like from you, if you really love me, was for you to be healthy. Do you mind giving that a shot? (laughs) Right. Can't do that. No control. Can't need them to be anything. It's the need thing, the hole in your own heart. Mm -mm. You are a fabulous interviewer. This is not an interview. This is a great conversation. I'm enjoying every second of it. Every second. And we only have a few more minutes left, so I want to make it count. You know, there's nothing that I need right now. What I want to do is talk a little bit about how you taught us writing at the Chillmark Writing Workshop, because I 
left there feeling like a different person. Talk to us about this a little bit. So taught is the wrong word. Not that I'm giving a D minus in vocabulary, but I don't teach what I, I think. I mean, I think I throw in some information. I sneak it in. But I think I know that the most important thing that I do is make it safe. And I know that when you're safe, you can really get rid of everything that's bogging you down and you can go right to the heart of the matter and you can open your creative vein and bleed on the page beautifully. I was in a very, uh, uh, I was going to say dangerous, that's not right. I was just in an un healthy, unnourishing workshop, not workshop, but group, writing group, like 40 years ago. And they destroyed each other and they did a job on me as well. And it really took me a long time to even write again, even though I knew they were wrong, even though I knew that it had been a very competitive, unkind, uh, just scary circle of very well, uh, very, very talented writers and a lot of them published. And I got out of there. And then when I started my workshop, I, my very first workshop, the same thing happened. People criticized each other. They, what I saw was their faces got constricted and their shoulders went up and the stories got generic. Nobody took any chances. Nobody was writing, sounding like them anymore. And, um, Oh, I just felt terrible when the thing was over. I, I I felt like crying and I felt I should have given everyone back their money. I didn't. I just I failed. And what 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 did I do wrong? And never doing this again because obviously I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, we do have a higher being, a higher self, because the higher self put another ad in the paper, right? Shop in my home and people came this time and I made sure I didn't know them because I knew I was kind of reinventing everything. And they came to my house and I said, I've only done this once and I failed miserably, but I learned something. And what I learned was that creativity requires safety. You can't, you can't flow if someone is telling you what's wrong. Later, after you have a product or you're ready for an editing job, then sure you want someone to tell you what doesn't work. But in the embryonic stage, which is what I always want to do in the workshop, is just have that that innocent beginning, working on, not working, wrong word, playing with words the way you used to when you were in third grade and ninth grade and 11th grade, or never played with words before, but just have a good time. Get back in touch with something where you're not feeling judged and evaluated. And, and my only rule, I announced was once Elena finishes reading, we tell her what we loved. And that is what we have done for, I don't know how many years I've been doing this, but that's, it works every time. It works every time. Some of the best prompts I've ever had were during your workshop. And one of them is called dinner at our house. That's the one. That's the first one I give all the time because I would say 90, I'm not good with percentages. I'm going to go with 90, 1% of the human population sat at their table miserable at dinner. People had a very tough time. It's, it's, you know, most families were just not that whole. Yeah. And so the stories immediately unite us because we're all sitting there saying, Oh, you too. Oh my God. I thought I was the only one whose mother was 
a nip in the kitchen whose father was put his gun on the table while we ate dinner because he was a cop, but he brought that home too. You know, all the stories, they're unbelievable and that everybody has something. Almost everybody has something. I'm married to someone who, who probably grew up with less uh, neurosis and psychosis than anybody. You know, he just, he really grew up safe and he's very solid. He's, his insides and his outsides match. And I must've recognized that because I proposed to him. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold up. His insides and his outsides match. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) I just want to hold there for a second and like fall asleep in that cloud. Oh, you're so brilliant. You're so beautiful. <sighs> you really know how to listen from the heart, I have to say. I'm honored. You know. I just can't get over it. I've met him. He's absolutely exquisite. Yeah, he's beautiful looking. And that's the other thing. He doesn't really know that. Yeah, which is for the best. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. That would make, <laughs> that would make a big difference. He wouldn't be as beautiful. Right. I have a similar situation with James. You never got to meet him, but you would love him. Oh, my God. We'll come visit you one day. Okay. Or you're going to come visit us in Santa Fe, which would make my whole year. We're going to discuss the future. Yes. We almost went to, was it um, 24, 14, 100? What's the place that opened? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, 10,000 Waves. No, not that. The place. The retreat. Retreat. Here in Santa Fe. In, in Santa Fe. Oh, no, 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 no. It's in, um, I'm sorry. It's in, it's in Santa Cruz. Ah, okay. Got I it. Know that has a number. But anyway, yeah, Santa Fe, I am coming to Santa Fe. Let's go. Because I paid for, um, I paid for uh, those houses that they're dug into the ground. I paid for it and we canceled <sighs> and we can't get our money back. So we have to come. <laughs> Wait, you paid for an earth ship. Yeah, an earth ship. Because I was coming. We were coming. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So yeah. you own an earth ship? No, 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 no. No, I paid. No. No, I paid for a week or 10 days or something. Oh, my God. Please come. I did want to buy one. I, I was Google. You have to come. One of my dear friends lives there. A few dear friends now right. live in the and earth ships. I'm coming. Now it's going to be a lot easier to make the trip now that I I, I just, just love being home. Oh, my Yes, God. I get that. I know. I get that. I, I thought it might be useful. I don't know if if it is, but to get a little taste of Nancy's work, our listener, this prompt of dinner at our house, just so that you, I'm going to read my first two paragraphs so that I don't give it all away because it's, you know, private and, you know, there's some sensitive information in here, but I'm going to give you my first two paragraphs so that our listener, uh, Nancy, can maybe start to write. And maybe consider going to your next workshop and maybe consider diving into the common space that we all share. That sounds good. First line, quote, don't try hard to recreate what has yet to be created. Is blasting in the speakers. I'm walking down the stairs to the beat. All is well. My dad is hammering his heart out on the piano as the Chicago record is spinning on the turntable. I'm convinced that today will be different. We'll all sit down to dinner. There will be love without sarcasm, peace without interruption, steady presence without anyone leaving too soon. I am convinced. As I turned the corner, Arnold! 
world. Turn it down already. (laughs) That voice leads to a coiled phone cord wrapped around the wall coming from the breakfast room out the sliding glass door where she's pacing my mom. Her cigarette smoke wafting in the door, almost choking me. But she is her happiest on the phone with her cigarette. And at least I know she's sorted for the moment. Oh, it is so brilliant. What a <laughs> sorted for the moment. Oh, man. Maybe I'm convinced it's going to be different. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Dialogue, great. Starting with the music, great. Oh, my God. Well, I hope that your listeners are inspired as opposed to intimidated. And that's the hardest part about great writing is you need to know that you're also great. Yes. And there's room for all of us. There's not one great writer. There are actually all of us. Just tell the truth. Be who you are. Use your language, your rhythms, your music. And uh, how can you miss? Yeah. And the last thing I'd say is I super, super appreciate how it doesn't matter who was writing and it doesn't matter what they wrote. You found the meaning. You found the beauty. You found the heart of it. You found the soul of it and you would voice it and you you encouraged us. And, and I hate the word taught. I know you don't want to use it, but your example moved us to do the same for each other. And it created a very magnificent nourishing space that I will never forget. It's modeled. I modeled it. That's what I, okay. That's the word. Thank you. you Because if you see it, it's like my husband lets cars go in front of him all the time. I do that too. I love that. And now I'm doing it because yeah, I saw that. What, what's the big hurry? It's not like he's going to get someplace late. And I saw what, what an easy thing it was to give something. And then people waving and smiling. I mean, people that don't wave, I want to go after them. Excuse me. I just gave you something. No, I, I'm not going to do that. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know, you, if you see something, um, then, 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 you know, it's possible. Sure. You know? Sure. Well, I will never stop thanking you for what I learned and continue to learn with you and reading your writing, what your modeling is some of the most exceptional habits I've ever seen in a writer. And I thank you. I thank you for myself and I thank you for our listener today. I am thanking you with all my heart. Mm-hmm. You're just one special human being. Thank you. I can't wait to see, see you again. Right <laughs> yes. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Mm, big, big kisses. I'll be waiting for you. Excellent. Bye, sweetheart. Bye, my love. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. 
My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com dot com forward slash e-l-e-n-a take ownership of your health my listener and thank you athletic greens and ag1